Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Ruby's Inn out in Utah. 
though. We have to investigate Ruby just a little bit. So, was that Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town? Was that that Kitty Rogers song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ruby, uh, maybe it had something to do with those Ruby slippers. <laughs> it could be. It could be. But anyway, we've got a really fun show today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio's Campfire Cafe. And who is our first guest today? Well, he's standing by. We're eager to get to him. Our first guest is making his premiere um, appearance with us today, and that is Rich Price, the singing Sierran. And we're really looking forward to sharing some time and his music with him today. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun visiting with Rich. And then in the second hour of the show on Saddle of America, Robert the Meister Eversoul is back with us. And uh, he's back on his mule again, Bobby. So we may have to I talk a little that. bit about that. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of yeah. off those crutches and back at it again. So we'll be talking with Robert. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song by Rich Price. It's called Cowboy's Cowboy. And when we come back, we'll be talking with him today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> Legend, a hero, a king. The cowboys, cowboys, and tumbleweeds whispered his name. He rode tall in the saddle across the silver stream, bigger than life, just like Roy and Jean. He stood for the right and showed us the way. And if you listen, you can still hear the cowboys say, He's a cowboy, cowboy, a legend, a hero, a king. The cowboys, cowboys, tumbleweeds whispered his name. star of Texas shines down on her sons as they're roping and riding the range. But it never shone brighter than it did when he lived. The cowboy's cowboy, John Wayne. He's a cowboy's cowboy. A legend, a hero, a king. winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard the title track of the Cowboys Cowboy album performed by today's guest, Rich Price. The high Sierra mountains around Yosemite Valley, California, with their snow-capped granite peaks and thundering waterfalls, have provided a lifetime of musical and spiritual inspiration for today's special guest, 
singer and songwriter Rich Price, known as the Singing Sierran. Rich Price has worn many hats during his long and storied career, trail guide, songwriter, performer, recording artist, TV host, and now film actor. He got his start guiding visitors on trail rides through the mountains of Yosemite National Park by day and performing for thousands of visitors in the evenings. Inspired by his deep connection to the landscape, people, and history of the West, Rich Price writes and sings of the American West and the life he loves at the foothills of Yosemite. You can count on his mellow voice to deliver every song in his own heartfelt, descriptive, sincere, and authentic style. In addition to enjoying his music, Rich can now be seen on small and big screens. We'll let him tell you uh, what's up with Cheyenne Country, Rich's Roy Rogers King of the Cowboys Theater, and an upcoming movie, The Happy Worker. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a real deal cowboy who invites you to ride along with him and suggests that if you are still searching for heaven, you'll find it in the West. Please welcome Rich Price. Hey, Rich. Oh, Bobby Jean, it's so good to be visiting with you, and Gary, it's so good to be visiting with you, and most of all, our dear, wonderful listeners, uh, good morning and hello to everybody. Well, good morning and hello to you, sir. It's good to have you with us. Oh, Gary, it's so good to be visiting with you all. Thank you so very, very much, and welcome to California, and I'm so glad to be welcome to New Mexico and to Nashville, Tennessee. All right. You know, we're going to put you through something that we always do to our guests for the very first time, Rich. And that is, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and how you got started in music. Well, I I guess I was born, bred, and buttered out in California around the foothills of Yosemite Valley and the San Francisco and Napa Valley Bay area. And uh, I grew up riding horses, and, and uh, I think the only music that I've ever loved is what I consider our cowboy, western country, folk music, the music of uh, America, the music of our mountains and valleys and prairies and the beautiful 50 states that, that make up this great nation of ours. And and I guess I guess... Our music is about all of us, and it's about all of the, the people on this planet. And I, I think the only way I've ever been able to express myself is through writing a song about our lives. And I think that the best out out uh, place to get those words and visits out is in our Western and folk and country and cowboy music. Well, that's a great way to do it. So, Rich... How old were you when you started with your music, and how old were you when you started writing? Well, I, I think, Garrett, just from the time I was conscious, uh, I think that our music is the only way or my main way of communicating. You know, I grew up, I guess, like so many of us did, listening to Rex Allen, the Arizona Cowboy, and Hank Williams, and Roy Rogers and Gene Autry singing their beautiful music and the Sons of the Pioneers and Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage and 
loved Hank Snow, the singing ranger, and Johnny Cash, and Marty Robbins, and El Paso, you know, and the beautiful <laughs> music he sang about the Southwest, and I love Chris Christopherson, and Jody and the Kid, and Help Me Make It Through the Night, and, oh, wow. and uh, just, wow. just our whole family of boys and girls, you know, that sing about each other. They sing about our country. They sing about our people. And, and I, I think our music, uh, I love just because it's all about, it's all about you and me. It's all about the wonderful people of this world and, and then this, this country. And, and, uh, it's just sings about the East coast, the West coast, the North and the South. And, and, uh, it's, it's just about all of us. Well, it sounds like you're like some of our other friends. They kind of came out of the womb singing, and uh, and these influences, <laughs> these influences that you've had, were pretty pretty significant for you and for a lot of other people. So that is that is pretty cool. I wanted to ask real quickly uh, because you are so involved in so many things. Uh, how did Cheyenne Country come about? Well, you know, uh, Harrison Tyner is a wonderful singer and songwriter and producer. And uh, he came up with the idea of, of hosting uh, a show for television and for radio th that covered all of what we're talking about. Uh, I guess a way of visiting with, with our world through our wonderful country, Western folk American music. And... Uh, he gave birth to this show about four years ago. And and so uh, is Jennifer here co-hosting that show with you now? I saw you have a new season that's getting ready to start. Yes, Jennifer hosted some wonderful years with me, and uh, uh, we filmed uh, a, a new series. Uh, Jen isn't with us in this uh, uh, latest series, but... Uh, I, I love Jen, and we, we were together for a couple of seasons together, and uh, I, I love working with Jen and look forward to just sharing the stage with her, you know, around our great country many times in the future. I love Jen so much. Yeah. So when does the new season start, and how can we find Cheyenne Country? We can find Cheyenne Country uh, on ETV. Uh, on the, the Roku channel, and uh, the folks can subscribe for just a small fee a month. And uh, Cheyenne Country is there, and Rich Price is King of the Cowboys Theater is there, where I wow. host about 53 of Roy Rogers' movies. And I look forward to visiting with our good folks and friends. Uh, uh, when you tune in, I'll just be glad to see and visit with you. Well, one of my favorite cowboys was Roy Rogers, so I think I'm going to have to sign up for that Western Theater deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, yeah, he was a, a magnificent part of our American way of life, such a foundation for so many of us. He really was, and was such an influence on so many people, even after Roy passed away. But, you know, Rich, I want to get to another song, and we're going to come back and talk more about what you've got going on and some new projects that you have coming up. 
because like I said, you're one of the busiest guys that I know. And uh, oh, we're going to get you to Thank you, Gar, for what you do for all of us. Well, you're so welcome. But let's take a listen to Sierra Trail and come back and talk more with Rich Price and Bobby Bell today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> There's a place where peaks of granite gray reach up to heaven's blue And the green pine trees encircle dale of gold High above the valley, great and wide, neath the moon yellow and pale I ride and sing along the Sierra Trail My heart is light and free, and the breeze keeps saying to me it's your home, boy, you couldn't ask for more. I answer with a song, I'll be happy just as long as I linger in the land that I adore. There's a silver star that beams and shines for me as seems, and my Palomino pal will never fail. I've got chaps and spurs that jingle and the life that I adore As I ride and sing along the Sierra Trail There's a little blue-eyed miss who's waiting just for me or a silver cloud to her my heart will sail And she's the one who makes my life complete As I ride to her along the Sierra Trail My heart is light and free And the breeze keeps saying to me It's your home, you couldn't ask for more I answer with a song I'll be happy just as long as I linger in the land that I adore. As I linger in the land that I adore. That was Sierra Trail, um, and it is features, of course, it was written by our guest, Rich Price, and it's from his album, Spirit of Yosemite. Rich, um, I've, you know, we had the pleasure of listening to music from um, several of your albums, and you have some wonderful musicians that back you up. I wondered if you could talk a little bit about, um, I think it's Harold Bradley and also some of the members of the Jordanaires. You want to tell us a little bit about these musicians that you know so well? Oh, Bobby Jean, thank you so much. Uh, Oh yes, those these uh, these musicians and guitar pickers, uh, they certainly are part of all of the fabric of America, you know, and uh, they're just part of all of us, you know. We, I think, all of our lives, we've heard the beautiful notes of Harold Bradley touching his his guitar, and and Jimmy Caps is playing on these records, and uh, wow. Jimmy and Harold have passed away recently, and. Uh, we all miss them so much, and and uh, Dale Sellers graced us on our records through the years, and wonderful Charlie McCoy is playing his beautiful harmonica, 
And uh, Joey Misculin of the Riders in the Sky mm-hmm. is playing his mm-hmm. magnificent accordion on these <laughs> records we're listening to. Isn't and, he uh, great? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Joey so much. And uh, <laughs> I I couldn't wait in the morning to wake up in the morning. And uh, Harrison Tyner, you know, the, who's a, a, a legendary songwriter and singer and producer, uh, the two of us would go to make these records during the day and I couldn't wait to walk into the studio and see Jimmy Capps and Harold Bradley and Joey Misculin and Charlie McCoy and, and uh, our wonderful family of musicians and, and uh, I guess they've given us a lifetime of touching their strings and, and their harmonicas mm-hmm. and accordions and uh, the violins and, and uh uh, they're all so wonderful, and in the morning, I just couldn't wait to wake up and join our brothers and sisters in the studio and see Charlie and Jimmy and Harold, and uh, I miss Jimmy Caps and Harold Bradley so much, as I'm sure we all do, but oh, yeah. they're with us yeah. forever, through the wonderful yeah. strings that they've touched. So saw Charlie think- McCoy yesterday, and he was just, he was he's still great. He is still fantastic, and and uh, I'm I think doing the show. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I just missed what you just said. Who was who great? Oh, Charlie McCoy. I saw him yesterday, and uh, and he is just fantastic. You know, all the time, all the time. Yeah, well, give him my love along with yours when you see him. I, I will do. That. I will do that. Bobby, what were you saying? I- well, I know um, this, to me, was also very interesting. You met Hank Snow um, at some point in your life, and the two of you kind of went on to have a nice relationship. you want to talk a little bit about the influence of Hank Snow on your career? Oh, Bobby, uh, thank you, honey, for asking. Yeah, I just I just love the singing ranger. Uh, I guess I, I heard Hank when I was about 11, and... Uh, I was always just, 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 oh, mesmerized by the words that he wrote and his wonderful voice, and I loved uh, the guitar that he played. Each time you'd hear the lead guitar, it would be Hank playing himself, and I loved Joe Talbot and that beautiful Hawaiian steel that he would always play on Hank's records, and I, I just guess I, I grew up loving the Golden Rocket, and I'm moving on, and music-making mama from Memphis, Tennessee, and <laughs> been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Matama, and that kind of stuff. You know, no one could do it like the singing ranger, Hank Snow. So yes. how did you meet? How, you know, how did we, you actually, yeah. I was I was about 21 or 22. I was a lieutenant up in Uncle Sam's army in uh, Seattle, Washington. And uh, my idol, Hank Snow, was appearing in a, a club there. And so I went to see him one night. And, and uh, after the first set, he took a break and he went into a room and the door closed behind him. And uh, there was a fine, big, strong guard, you know, and chubby wise guarding the gate and the door to this <laughs> room where my, my idol was. And and I'm just not a pushy person at all. And I asked Chubby if I could go and meet Hank because he was my idol. And Chubby said, well, Rich, uh, let him rest a minute. And uh, 
and and of course I I just I'm I just I'm not a pushy person and I'm, I I I well, I consider myself a polite person but only that door you know was between my idol and I and I just <laughs> loved them all my life and so when Chubby and the policeman turned their back I opened the door and walked in and closed the door gently behind me and there was my idol you know sitting resting in a chair with his big Martin guitar and. And I just introduced myself, and I said, Hank, I said, you're to me what your idol, Jimmy Rogers, was to you. And uh, I can't tell you what a gift it is to meet you. And he said, well, he said, well, sit right down, Rich, and have a visit with me. And so oh, we wow. visited for about 15 minutes, and he said, I want you to meet me back here after this next set. You know, I want to give you a book and a record. And uh, wow. he did the next set, and he said, Friends and neighbors, I met a fine young man from Uncle Sam's army, and I want to do this song. <laughs> <laughs> and he sang "Rock and Roll and Ocean" for this sing. Oh what a story! He gave oh, me wow. a book and a, a, a pictures, and he put to Rich and Sir wishes Hank Snow, the singing ranger, and dated it. And I've I've had it in my office all my life, and I just cherish that picture. That is so mm. cool. That is so. And by the way, thank you for your service because I think did you retire as a major? Oh, bless, bless your heart, Gary. Yes, I, I stayed in for about fourteen years, and uh, uh, I I started out as a second lieutenant, and uh, love the the brothers and sisters of the military. We just have a just a wonderful group of people in our fighting forces, and and. Uh, and yes, yes, I did. I stayed in for about 14 years and retired as a major. Well, thank you so much, so much for your service. So, Rich, we want to get to another song, and this one is called There's a Table. Is there a story about this song? Oh, Gary, you know, uh, I was I was over at Harrison Tyner's beautiful house, and uh, he had a gorgeous coffee table, and in that coffee table... He had wonderful pictures of the family and, and uh, a beautiful gold stopwatch and uh, these wonderful, loving uh, pieces uh, and pictures of, of family members and, and friends. And uh, it was enclosed in a glass coffee table. And the coffee table was a beautiful, strong, a gorgeous wooden table with a, a glass top and these beautiful articles underneath uh, uh, the, the, the glass that were from family members. And I asked him about the gold watch and the picture of Mama and the loving pieces he had. And he told me the story of each family member. And when I got on the plane and was traveling across this beautiful country, I got to thinking about that table. And I got to thinking about all the people that all of those beautiful pieces represented. And I remembered the pictures that I saw. And uh, as soon as I closed the door behind me and got, got off the plane and home, I started writing a few words about that table. And uh, that's, that's where the song is from. It's, it's about an actual story of beautiful pieces in a family coffee table. Well, it is a great song. It's called There's a Table. Our very special guest today is Mr. Rich Price. We'll be back in just a moment on the camera. 
Rock Cafe. In the ranch house there's a table And underneath the glass I keep things from my family And I think about the past It makes me feel that a part of them is here with me today And today I love them just as much as the day they went away The gold ring mama gave daddy on their wedding day She slipped it off his finger when she laid him neath the clay The gold watch was granddaddy's when he worked the Santa Fe Every time that railroad whistle blows I feel his love today In the ranch house there's a table And underneath the glass I keep things from my family And I think about the past It makes me feel that a part of them Is here with me today And today I love them just as much as the day they went away. There's a cowboy gun from my brother who rode the Texas Plains. When the sun sets on the prairie, I see him ride the open range. And the Bible was my mother's. She gave thanks each time we ate. And gave love to all around her, from her birth to the pearly gates. In the ranch house there's a table. And underneath the glass, I keep things from my family. And I think about the past It makes me feel that a part of them is here with me today And today I love them just as much as the day they went away And today I love them just as much as the day they went away Rich Price singing his original There's a Table from his album Cowboy Songs. Rich, I have so many questions for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with this one, though. Um, pictures of you, I see uh, you are dressed um, exactly the way I would love to dress every day, um, and that is in what I'm going to call a nudie suit. I don't know if they are from nudie or Manuel or... You've worked with other designers, but um, I think it's part of your trademark. And I know there's rich heritage in the clothing of the Singing Cowboy, which I think you take your inspiration from. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you wear and who designs it? And, and did, you, did you know Nudie? Did you, did you meet him? Did you work directly with him? Oh, Bobby Jean, thank you, honey, so much for asking. And uh, I, I think that this clothing probably means the same thing to you that it means to me. And uh, I never 
put on clothes, you know, just for them to be costumes or show clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I would go down. I met Nudie, uh, God bless him, you know, quite a few years before he passed away around, uh, I believe it was around 94. And, and, uh, I I was blessed to spend time with Nudie and, uh, I always wanted to have Nudie make some outfits for me. And, uh, the, the time had to present itself, you know, to go down and see him and have him make, you know, clothes. And the, the time came when I, I was going to do a show at a, a wonderful Circle Star Theater in the San Francisco Bay Area with Lynn Anderson. And uh, mm. I needed a, 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 a suit by Nudie, and I flew down to Los Angeles, and I sat with them, and I told Nudie that, I was the singing Sierra, and, you know, from Yosemite and and uh, the California, and that I, I was I had in mind getting a snow white western suit, you know, with green pine trees and redwoods on it, you know, like you'd see in the high Sierras. And I I never wow. believed in just wearing a costume for a costume's sake. I always felt that western clothes had to have a a very you know sincere meaning, and I always felt like mm-hmm. the cowboy clothes were never show clothes, but they they communicated with the people. You know, they were there for mm-hmm. a reason. And I told Nudie that I I was the singing Sierran, you know, from the Yosemite Valley, and that I uh, wanted to have a, a, a white suit with green pine trees and redwoods on it. And <laughs> he said, Rich, he said, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. He said, I've never made an outfit with trees for someone. He said... He looked at me like I was nuts, and of course, Nudie is not a dumb person. He, he had yeah, me thinking he, out right from the beginning. He, he was right. All kinds of, yeah, but I, but I told, I said, you know, I have to have something that that's meaningful, and I just love the redwoods and the pines, you know, the high Sierras and California. And he said, well, I tell you what, Rich. He said, I'll make you your suit. Uh, but let me put some things on it that you see in the out of doors, like maybe an Indian pulling a fish out of a stream, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, uh, and I said, well, can you put some eagles on it too? And so, so, uh, he took about two months to make this outfit. And I called down there about three days later after I first ordered it. And I talked to a wonderful a friend of his, a designer named Caroline. And I said, Caroline, I said, I just oh. wanted to make sure that Nudie was making a, you know, a, a, a serious suit with trees on there. I didn't want him to make any cartoons or caricatures. And, and yeah. Caroline said, oh, no, he's, he's doing what you've asked him to do. He, he sent me to the library to get me some books so that I could see what redwoods and pine trees look like, and we're putting oh, them right. on your suit. And I, I went down and, and picked up the suit a couple of months later for this show that I was doing with Lynn Anderson, and uh, Nudie had made the snow white suit with green pine trees and redwoods on the legs as he did, and an eagle on the back, and, and redwoods and pines on the shoulders and the front, and and uh, I, I always believe that our Western clothes have to represent something. I don't like clothes that just have designs on them for diet for uh design's sake and and i mm-hmm. i try to have meaningful uh things on our suits that people love and that means something to to people and i love to have you know the the trees of the west and and our beautiful country and 
uh, eagles and and uh, I, I try to design each shirt and and suit that I wear with these ideas in mind and 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 the the last thing that I I wear them for is to be showy you know or for them to be show clothes mm-hmm. but rather to 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 give people of what you're trying to represent and most of all I, I try to have our clothes represent the people that we're visiting with mm-hmm. I guess yeah. mm-hmm. that's the the, the the most important reason for for these clothes Wow. When you uh, performed ask, in China, I, oh sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. I just, I just want to ask: Do you still have that suit? Uh, I sure do. Uh, I, I sure so. do, Gare. And uh, I've, I've got each, I've got each uh, a flower and eagle and you know and tree that that Nudie and Manuel have have put together. That is so cool. That is so cool. So you're going to ask about China, Bobby Jean? Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, I know you performed in China, which to me is also so very, very interesting. Um, and I'm assuming that you were, your, you know, yourself in the kinds of clothing that you wear. And I wondered, um, when you performed in China, what did you get a wonderful, warm response from the audience with your not only performance, but your just your appearance? They oh my dear Bobby Jean, honey, uh, we we had such a wonderful <laughs> time. Uh, I took about four or five members of uh, the Sierrans over there with me. I took a a violinist uh-huh. and a steel guitar player and a lead guitar player and a bass player, and uh, we appeared wearing our uh, Manuel and Nudie clothes with the 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 eagles and the butterflies and the trees and and uh, the white hats and. We would tour around China, in and around Beijing, and and uh, we went south to Wuhan and spent maybe a week or two over there and uh, toured. And uh, I had them introduce us as Rich Price, the American Cowboy, and called the band the American uh-huh. Cowboys, thinking that over there they might not know what Sierrans were. <laughs> so sure. and uh, and and after we we were we were there with some wonderful folks from around the world and touring with them and. Uh, after the shows, the wonderful Chinese audiences uh, gave us a wonderful reception, and they seemed to flock to us because they loved the American cowboy hats. And uh, mm-hmm. the people yeah. from yeah. around the world that were touring with us wore these gorgeous, beautiful outfits, but the Chinese seemed to recognize the symbol of the cowboy hat. That <laughs> that represented the cowboy, and it represented America. And uh the folks were so good to us, and uh, I think that we got such a wonderful reception because we were representing our country, and they saw the uh, cowboy hats, and to them that was America. <laughs> and that mm-hmm, meant mm-hmm, Americans, mm-hmm. and they just gave us a warm reception, honey, because of uh, of the cowboy hats. <laughs> they, they just loved the image of America. Well, they sure, do, and, sure. and you know... China is listening to our show, which surprised me. But uh, oh, isn't that we have wonderful, Garrett? Well, we, an audience in China, yeah. Well, the singing <laughs> Sierra sends love to our folks over there. There you go. There you go. Next song I want to get to real quickly is My Dad Said. Tell us about this song. Oh, Garrett, thank you so much for, for playing that song. Uh, Thank you so much. Well, you know, uh, I used to 
uh, I was a, a lieutenant up in Seattle, and uh, I used to drive three hours to, to the uh, into the sunrise in the morning. And uh, the sun would rise in the morning, and I'd spend uh, about eight hours in the middle of the state of Washington, and then at twilight time, I'd head west for three hours and ride into the sunset. And in the morning, uh, I'd get up and I'd, I'd ride east into the sunrise, and I'd work each day, and then at the end of the day, I'd ride three hours uh, to the west into the sunset. And uh, I got to thinking one day that it's, it's wonderful to get up early in the morning and ride into the sunrise and uh, have a wonderful day working and doing your best and working hard, and then at the end of the day <laughs> to ride home into the sunset. And so uh, I started thinking about, you know, uh, all the good things our parents teach us, and I started writing the words of my dad said, Son, always ride into the sunrise. You be the first to greet each newborn day. My dad said, Son, work hard and ride into the sunset, and if you do, you'll grow to be a man that way. And that's where that song came from, Gar, and uh, I just got to thinking about all the wonderful folks in this country that get up each morning and work hard and support their families and friends and country. And at the end of the day, they ride their their long trails home at the end of a fruitful work day. And so uh, this song, I think I wrote for for all of us, you know, all the wonderful people of this country and this world that work so hard to support their families. That That's a little bit of the story of that song. And, uh, I bet you're sorry you asked. <laughs> no, it's a great story, and it's a great song. And for our listeners out there, this is for you. My dad said, son, always run into the sunrise. the first to greet each newborn day. Sun work hard, then ride into the sunset. And if you do, you'll grow to be a man that way. I ride east before the dawn to work each morning into the eastern sunrise or the hill and at day's end I ride home into the sunset each day I hear his words echoing still echoing still sun always run into the sunrise the first to greet each newborn day. Sun work hard, then ride into the sunset. If you do, you'll grow to be a man that way. My dad said, son, you only get what you work hard for. that but nothing more 
This country wasn't built by wishful thinking. Don't be ashamed to work until your back is sore. Son, nothing in this life comes easy. If it did, it wouldn't be worth much when it came. His manly acts and deeds gave us the strength we needed to do our part to live up to his great name. My dad said, son, always ride into the sunrise.
I that's where that song came from. I started thinking about uh, who we are, you know, uh, as Americans. And uh, the American Cowboy is a song about uh, all of the wonderful listeners out there. It's all about it's all about them. It's all about you. It's all about Bobby Jean, and it's all about us. Uh, well, this is a great song, and we have been enjoying having you on so much today. This is Rich Price's American Cowboy. Rich, thanks for being with us. Gar, can't thank you enough. Loads of love to you both and to our listeners. Thanks so much. American Cowboy rides on and on In the hearts of men all over this world His spirit can be seen In the eyes of every little boy And every little girl The American Cowboy rides on through the ages As mankind reaches for its new frontier the American cowboy is the spirit of freedom Down throughout all the years The American cowboy wears a three-piece suit Or Levi's shafts and his spurs He works the land or drives a truck Bringing food to so much of this world he works in the factories in Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, New York, or down in Tennessee. His courage and strength, his spirit and gentleness are a part of you and me. Won't you ride, cowboy ride, sing your songs from inside about railroads, pretty girls, and twilight time. About little children, tall mountains, wide prairies, the loneliness that wandering brings. His words can be heard in the voice of Marty Robbins, Roy Rogers, Hank Chris and Willie. His songs will touch your heart, they'll bring a tear to your eye, because they're all about you and me. The American cowboy rides on and on In the hearts of men all over this world His spirit can be seen In the eyes of every little boy And every little girl The American cowboy rides on through the ages As mankind reaches for each new frontier the American cowboy is the spirit of freedom Down throughout all the years The American cowboy rides on and on In the hearts of men all over this world The American cowboy is the spirit of freedom Down throughout all the years Rich Price, the American Cowboy, and uh, such a great guest today. Certainly enjoyed having you on the show, did we, Bobby? 
That was really fun. Yeah. It was a ton <laughs> of fun. A ton of fun. Well, we have a few minutes left on the Campfire Cafe, and one of our favorite female performers is a young lady named Carolyn Martin. And this is a great song that she's done called Across the Alley from the Alamo. We'll be back in just a minute with Bobby Bell on the Campfire Cafe. Future, but uh, but right now we're 
we're going to get to another song by uh, Romeo and Juliet, a.k.a. Chris and Jen Harris. And uh, when we come back, Bobby, we're going to be talking with one of your favorite people, Mr. Robert Eversole, <laughs> today on Saddle of America. But let's take a listen to Heidi Ho, Montana. And uh, in the second hour of the show, we're going to be traveling to Montana, Colorado, Texas, and parts west. We'll be back in a moment with Saddle of America. All the cowboys have gathered in the dark before dawn Cause the big sky is changing now that summer's long gone And the ruby's red waters are reflecting the sky Because winter is coming tonight And there's a storm on the mountain Full of thunder and snow And the herd has to move To safe pastures below So at first light the cowboys Are driving them home and they sing as they move them along. Heidi Ho, Montana, beneath the big sky. Your high shining mountains are bright and alive. Heidi Ho, Montana, full of garnets and gold. And your son sing a song to your sweet big sky soul. All oh, the winter awakens the call of the wild. The gobblers are gobbling at the geese on the right. All the deer join the dance. As the rut has begun With the song of the cowboys The stars and the sun While he's riding mighty tall In life's circumstance He'd rope that old storm If given a chance And with a nugget of wisdom on this hard cattle drive The spirit of the cowboy Is well and alive Heidi Ho, Montana Beneath the big sky Your high shining mountains Are bright and alive Heidi Ho, Montana Full of garnets and gold and your son sing a song to your sweet big sky soul. And then a voice deep as God, you can hear the earth sing like a howl from the canyon that will never be tamed. For it's not about the money, silver. But the secrets of life Only hard lands can hold 
Legacy Radio Network. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque is our co-host, Bobby Bell. And joining us for Saddle of America is one of our favorite guys, Mr. Robert the Trailmeister Eversole. Hey, Robert. How are you? Very well. Nice to be back. Well, it's good to have you back. Good to have you back. And back in the saddle, I understand. So that's yes. a cool thing. Congratulations. That's a very cool thing. It was entirely too long. Um, got on on Ruger and Coco um, this past Saturday, and it was it was good and uneventful. Even more importantly, <laughs> for you, my friend, that's very important. We're gonna have to kind of we're gonna have to monitor your activities or something. I don't know. That's what Celeste tells me. She said, I'm not I'm, allowed to have any more of these adventures. That's right. That's <laughs> enough. You know, a couple of life flights in your lifetime are more than enough to suffice. Exactly. <laughs> well, I've been checking out some things about the Trailmeister. And yeah. uh, uh, so in Tennessee yesterday, it was like 81. What was and I am like? envious. It snowed here yesterday. Uh, <laughs> it snowed yeah. here yesterday. The low temperature the day before was 28. Oh wow! And it's, wow! It, it, it's just too early for that. It is early, but it looks like it's been early everywhere. I mean, I've seen friends in Colorado and, and the Dakotas, and uh, you know, just different places where they get in getting so much snow early. Yeah. So. Man, it mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. we may have to bundle up this winter. I'm not sure. Know, How's your weather? In that's the, why Bobby. I, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to ask say, Bobby. Why, <laughs> I was going to ask Bobby how her weather was in Albuquerque because I hadn't checked her weather out there. We didn't talk about it like we usually do. So how's your weather, Bobby? Well, we've had here in Albuquerque, we've had some really beautiful days. We did have a little cold snap. Some parts of the state have been getting rain. I know in Taos, uh, one of the ski areas did get snow the other day. Um, but Albuquerque has stayed, you know, um, uh, pretty nice. We had uh, winds were too high for the last weekend of Balloon Fiesta. Winds were too high for any of the envelopes which is what they're called before they inflate um any balloons to be able to inflate but um they had really i think seven days of excellent flying weather um during the fiesta 
But yeah, I'm just looking and we're going to be 37 degrees, 39 um, in the, you know, in the early morning, um, pre-sunrise. So today it's 59, but beautiful, um, just sunny and just a beautiful day. Oh, that's But we did have the, we have had the fireplace on a few days. Yeah. Well, hopefully I don't have to have the fireplace on out here anytime soon, but I expect I expect Robert has going. So. Anyway. I have not. Uh, not yet. Uh, right. I was tempted to yesterday, but it was too much work to go out and r- rummage up some, some firewood. So I don't have one of those fancy flip-a-switch fire fireplaces. I got I to gotta, I gotta start one out of wood and stuff. <laughs> Guess who has guess who has the fancy flip a switch fireplace? Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about with you today is I had noticed that you've been posting and maybe on your website, was it four things to do to get ready for winter? Yeah. Well you know, since since I I, I, I broke the ankle you know, I haven't been doing a whole lot this summer, and and I believe that Celeste has, in my much better half, has a wicked keen sense of humor, because as soon as the doctor said, "Hey, you're you're okay to drive now," uh, with this little bracy thing, she said, "Well, let's go out to town." I said, "That sounds great. It'd be good to drive again." And we drove to the hardware store to get lights to put in the barn. <laughs> Oh me! <laughs> so, so the all clear from the doctor meant it was all clear to do the 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 let's get ready for winter list. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what's your list? What should we be doing? Well, uh, the big list. You know, it, it's not really a big list. Um, you know, do we have enough food uh, for the critters? Um, thank heavens this year. Uh, we got our hay in early, and we had it delivered, which was really, really nice. Most years, I, I well, I'm, I'm fairly miserly, I've been told, and I like to, mm-hmm. you know, pick it up in the field, stack it myself, and pick it up myself. Uh, this year, that wasn't an option, so we actually had it delivered and stacked, which was nice. It, it is a nice thing to walk in a, into a barn full of hay. It's just a mm-hmm. comforting feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now you could get spoiled, boy. I think I could. I could get spoiled yeah. real easy with that. Um, so, I, I always like to have, if I if I at all can, a year's worth of hay on hand, uh, wow. regardless of of the time of the year. You know, because you never know if there's going to be a bad, you know, hay season. The growers are going to have problems. You just don't know. Right. right. Um, you know, that's the beauty of of having a a, a bigger barn. Uh, and if you stack it full of hay, then you don't have to worry about, you know, bringing extra critters in. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so we went through and put it out, all the hay. You know, for for my four critters, you know, they they go through, on average, a bale a day. A little bit more when it's really cold and I want to throw the feed to them. But, you know, if I put out a, a bale a day, I'm good. So right. now until, you know, next end of July – uh, until they start bailing again, how much hay do I need and how much do I have? You know, it's just just math. So I we went through and footed that out. 
And then, oh, my goodness, have you noticed how dark the days are in the morning and how dark mm-hmm. it's getting at night already? I'm yeah. afraid so. I'm afraid oh, it's yeah. just depressing. Um, and so, you know, now when, you know, you go out to the barn in the morning, it's dark. And, you know, I had a couple light bulbs uh, that were out. Um, and so, well, it's time to time to replace them and get those taken care of because there's nothing worse. If it's going to be cold and dreary and just miserable outside, you, you know, know the barn ought to at least be bright and happy, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you had to have the vet out or something, you don't want, you know, to have to use, you know, flashlights inside the barn, you know. Um, so it's a bright, bright, light and happy inside. Um, and then it was um, onto, onto the water. I mean, you got food, you got to have water. And, you know, it, it, are, are my tanks ready for winter or do my um, – do my heaters work, you know, all that good stuff. So I got, got the heaters plugged in and made sure there weren't leaking around the, around the, 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 the holes where they, they screw in, you know. Right. Uh, and just getting all that stuff together. Um, and what was number four? Did I forget something? Uh, the mm. blanket or not. Oh, yes, the blankets. I had to get another blanket this year. I don't like blankets. I try not to use them, but all the blankets I had, Coco is too small. She's mm. she's such a wee she's growing? thing. No, she's not growing. She's just oh. not. Oh, all my you. blankets are for big real size critters. Oh, not, I got you. Yeah, not for midgets. Put the blankets on her, and she looked like a big purple Casper the ghost. So, wow! Wow! So, had, had so when do like you blanket your pony size, Robert? When do you blanket? Um, if it's really really cold, and and it's been really wet beforehand, that's about the only time. Or or if somebody's not not feeling well, uh, yeah. You know, they've. I, I don't clip mine. If if I clipped mine, then then I'd put blankets on because I've removed their their warmth insulation. But yeah. Let's face it. Yeah. They've got great insulation on their own. Uh, well, heavens, Equus Equus has evolved for eons without uh, w- w- without yeah, blankets. blankets from yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, if it, if it's rained a lot and they're wet, and then and then the temperature drops, as sometimes it does, you know, right. um, I'll put blankets on them. Uh, <laughs> for me, the biggest thing is making sure that they have access to get out of the wind and the weather if they if they so choose. Um, you know, a lot of times and it's I amazing how have, often they don't want to get out of the wind. They'll just turn their butt oh, to it and stay. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh you know, but I you know, when I first got into critters, well heavens, you know, I'm wearing a sweater so you should too. And mm-hmm. I, I really thought that, that that if I wanted, you know, a little bit of extra, well, they would need it as well. And I'll never forget, I I, I uh, took the blanket off, and they were sweating underneath, or, or yeah. my guy was at the time, mm-hmm. you know, because it was just too much. Because um, they've got all that hair, and and it does a, a great job. So I, I do everything I can not to use the blankets. 
but I still want them there just in case, you know? Right, right, right. Well, so feed cheery, comfortable barn, water, and blankets. Water and blankets. Yeah. Those are the four things. So yep, I think the most difficult know, for a lot of people is probably that water situation. You know, I, I it used to be a big challenge for me, uh, and and certainly if you're if you don't have electric in your barn, it could be a challenge. But you know, the the, the days of having to to chip ice out of your water tank with a sledgehammer, <laughs> if you have to do that. Something needs to be changed. Gosh darn it! I look at that as a as a uh, a self correcting issue. <laughs> one one well, year of that, and I'm get running water or, or electric to run the power. You're getting real close to home <laughs> here now when you said that because I'm yep. afraid I've been one of those break the ice with the sledgehammer guys because I had no electricity out there and I never did get into researching a solar. Do you know anything about you solar know, powered water heaters? I don't, and I don't think it would work, to be quite frank, um, because of you know electrical heat. Anything that 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 uses electricity to produce heat, including an air conditioner, because that's how air conditioners work. You have to run such a current through there that I think the number of of solar panels and batteries that you would have to have, you know, to get it through overnight. I think that would I think that would make uh, running a, a, a trench and some wire look really, really cheap. <laughs> Anybody out there is using solar water heaters for your horses? Shoot us an email and let us know about that. We'd like to find out whether that's working for you. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah, I would love to be proven wrong with know. that. Yeah, just let but, us know. Well, yeah. I have... I have another thing that I want to talk about, and yeah. that is uh, a little article that you did on Icelandic horses and Icelandic mules, of which Coco is one. So tell us yes. what's Ride special number about Ride number 11 that. on Saturday. What's special? what's special about the Icelandic they're, horse and mule? They're cute. Okay. And what more do you need? Okay. <laughs> they're cute. Cute yeah. is good. Uh, cute is good. Cute is good. They're small. They're incredibly sturdy. Um, they're just great little little critters. Uh, my wife Celeste, uh, she got involved with Icelandics when we still lived in Ohio, and okay. we volunteered at a a, a path at a you know. Uh, a path facility, uh, you know, for challenge riders that right. used uh, Icelandics almost exclusively, and they're just darling little beasts, um, furry like yaks in the winter, but but they're sturdy even though they're they're short, and you can put a, a full size adult on them; and they can tote them no problem, um, and they've got such endurance. You know, when when I had my my big yellow horse LT, and even now with right. Ruger, my 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 big real mule, you know, we have to work to keep up with Celeste and that little circus pony. Well, that's the and, game. 
That's the gated in her. Well, but we don't gate. You know me. Really? <laughs> Even though I, 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 I tend to have more adventures than I would like, I don't like going fast. So we're just going at a nice walk. But, but the, that, those gated animals, their nice walk is a nice clip. Mm-hmm. And she just moves. And it's the same. The nice thing about Minning is she goes the same speed, up, whether she's going uphill or downhill, or rough or, 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 you know, a smooth road, just the same steady forward walk, which is really nice. But, and she just doesn't, she doesn't vary. Um, for me, in River, I like to look at the scenery. Hey, look at that rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Celeste is way up ahead. <laughs> and so we'll trot up there, and it's not too long after that that, uh, hey, Celeste, uh, can we take a break? <laughs> and they're just ready to keep on going. Keep on going. And I, yeah, and I've said for, I guess it's been decades at this point, that I thought the perfect trail horse, trail animal, you know, for for the mountains at least, would be something that, that uh, combined that short stature and that uh, that that longevity, you know, that uh, uh, resilience of the Icelandic with the with that sure-footedness and, and level-mindedness uh, of the donkey, you know, the Uber mule. Right. And I never, ever thought that I'd find one. You know, the, the Icelandic community, they're, they're fairly, I will say, insular. You know, <laughs> they keep well, themselves. They're, they're not prone to outcross that much, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And... and and you know the Icelandics that that you have here in America, you know once a horse leaves Iceland, it can never come back. You know, I didn't so know that. yeah, yeah, they, they you can't go back. So we get the ones they don't want. Huh. Um, and um, and so you know, I never thought I'd find one, and certainly never thought that any Icelandic breeder would, would ever, you know, make a little Icelandic mules just for giggles. Um, <laughs> and I was doing clinics up in Canada. And and at one point, you, you know, when, when you're in the expo circuit and you're doing the clinics, you know, you've got your, your spiel, you've got your shtick. And and one of my little, little, little go-to spiels was the Icelandic mule. I think it would be perfect. And everybody kind of laughs because they think of Icelandics as, you know, you know, fancy horses, you know, arena horses. And at the end of the uh, the clinic, this lady comes up to me and she says, Robert, thank you so much for the clinic. Had a great time. I had an Icelandic mule. And then she proceeded to tell me all about Dear Coco. And, you know, she saw a sucker as soon as I walked in the building. Because what did she end her, her little spiel with about Coco? And she needs a home. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Yep. And I had yeah. talked you know, myself into it. Now I can't say no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I can mm. just jump in here, since we're talking about Icelandic horses and mules, um, Robert, I came across a book the other day. I actually posted it on our Outwest Shop book um, website, Wild Horses of the Summer Sun, a memoir of Iceland. This was printed in 2019. Wow. 
and it sounds just wonderful, um, filled with adventure and fresh humor, as well as an incredible portrait of Iceland and its remarkable equines. Wild horses of the summer sun will enthrall and delight not just horse lovers, but those of us who yearn for a little more wild in everyday life. It sounds really interesting. It's about a group of women that meet every year and uh, at a particular um, equine establishment and ride. And um, it's, again, the title is Wild Horses of the Summer Sun, a memoir of Iceland. And it just, I thought of you when I saw this title, I thought, oh, I have to add this to our all about horses category and memoir category of our Out West Shop book site. So. <laughs> yeah, Celeste has been trying to get me for years to to go to Iceland and and do one of their because they have all sorts of riding adventures like like that group of ladies you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you ride from you know B and B or pub to pub and and um, and you just get on these little critters and and you just go. Um, it sounds great, but you know that's the summer and in the summer. I could I could be up in the high country in Montana yeah. for a lot less than that airplane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're too so, practical. Where's the romantic go. in where's the romantic in you, Robert? You're way too practical. <laughs> oh uh, after this summer uh, <laughs> I, I, I could probably easily be talked into it. <laughs> could be cheaper than a life flight, though, you know. Oh, tell me about it. Gosh. So, but well, yeah, anyway. But the Iceland, go ahead again. How is, how is Coco doing? How is Coco doing? Right, number 11. This past Saturday. Okay. Yes, I told you. I got on all the critters uh, all right. last Saturday. The doc gave me the all clear on Thursday. He said, I'm firing you, Robert. You are done. I don't need to see you anymore. Keep up the... Hallelujah. Uh, the, yeah. Hallelujah. I'm done. Fired me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. so I still have to wear this little bracy thing, you know, um, but uh, but I can stand on, on one foot. And I'm not quite the hop-along that, that Celeste was making fun of not too long ago. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's going well, but he, so he gave me the okay, and um, so I got Ruger and I got Coco out, and I have to, I have to give it to her, you know, because last time Coco was under a riding saddle was uh, our Ty Evans clinic, uh, what in May? Okay. You know, so I, I took her to the clinic wow. just yeah. to yeah, I believe she retained. More, more of the whole. Listen to the person with the opposable thumbs. I believe you she did. retained more of that than Ruger did. Oh, I was going to say more than yep. you did, but that's all right. Well, it's not hard to retain more than me, but more <laughs> than Ruger. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Ruger. He, hey, Dad's back. Let's play. Uh, and Coco, and, and and I've noticed it before, even with the pack saddles and whatnot. When the saddles come out, she is just so workmanlike. The saddle wow. comes out and, hey, let's get to work. What do you want to do? Wow. And it was it was that. And, you know, like I said, that Saturday was ride number 11. Wow. Uh, and, you know, I'm, 
getting up and down is not the most graceful thing at the moment. <laughs> so I was a little bit concerned, uh, you know, if I had to make an unscheduled dismount, um, you know, because 11. And, and it was it was just a joy. We even got into a little trot for a little while. Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, and but again, just so workman. She's doing great. How about that? I, I talked for ten minutes, and doing great would, would suffice. <laughs> <laughs> Does she have any gait like the uh, Icelandics or, or not? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, when I when I watch them play out in the pasture, every once in a while, she'll seem awfully smooth. Awfully smooth as she's frolicking. Um, in the saddle, I haven't figured out how to get that yet. Uh, and you know, and I've had you know the gated animals before, and right. certainly with Celeste, little little Icelandic and that does the tolt. Um, so you know, I know how to ask for it, but I don't know if I'm asking for the first time the right way uh, with her, you know, so, and would it be a tolt with a, with, with a, with an Icelandic mule or would it be a molt? You know, I, it could I don't be know. A molt. Yeah. It could be a yeah. Molt. So, so I think, I think she's got something in her, but I'm not sure, but I'm trying to find out. All right. Well, you'll find out. We'll find out. And if she's, she's gated, you will enjoy that tremendously. Oh, buddy. Well, Celeste's little, little critter, that is the nicest thing in the world. I mean, we don't, you know, my, my, my happy place is up in the high country, you know, on, on the narrow trails where you got the great view. Right. Um, so we don't do a whole lot of, 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 of flat uh, open riding a whole lot. But when we do, just kind of lean back a little bit, collect just a cluck or two, and it's that lateral motion, and oh my, is it nice. For Ruger, yeah. get him in, 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 into a, a good trot to keep up, and you feel like you're going to pass blood after the ride. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know that a lot, of, uh, a lot of folks did not like to trail ride with those of us that were on our walking horses because to keep up, just have to trot their heads off. Right, and yeah, but like, you know, you just I, go ahead. We'll we'll follow along later. We'll catch up. We'll catch, we'll up. catch up. You know, when we lived in Ohio, at the at the time in Ohio, um, I we I had a, a, a trotting horse, and you know, and and and, and the the gated horse folks, you know, they would just burn on up the trail, and I just never understood it. You know, like why are you take why are you going so fast? We're you know, the, the week comes slow enough as it is. I want to take my time on here. And and then when I first got my, uh, when I got my first uh, gated horse, LT, uh, Tennessee Walker, you know, then I saw it. Uh, like, yeah, I could get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I was thinking about you, and I was thinking about Coco. Uh, and I was thinking about Ruger, too. But uh, this was a song that I picked out just for you, especially for you. Today, okay. Called Blackjack, and it's by okay. David Samey. 
All right, we're going to come back in just a moment and talk more with Robert Eversoll, and we'll be talking with Bobby Bell, and she may have a recipe she will send, but I don't know. I have no idea what she Wonderful. Uh, may it be Blackjack, Dave Spamey. We'll come back. On okay. Much. So well, when instead, you can't stand up at the counter, you know, 
You just don't feel like cooking. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, I'm always curious um, about your book, and I see the book is moving along, ABCs of Trail Riding and Horse Camping. Yes. Uh, tell that's, us a little bit about where you are with this, and will it be ready for holiday gift giving? Yes. The draft copies, the draft hard copies, came in the mail yesterday afternoon. It was so exciting to actually ah. hold this thing that I've written in my hands, you know, as opposed to looking on a screen. Uh, yeah. And it's hefty. It's 315 yeah. pages. So, wow. you know, it's, oh. yeah, so it, it's, got, it's got some weight to it. It's got some gravity, some gravitas. Uh, now, it was so cool <laughs> to open that package. I'm sure. And I see on a post you did on Facebook that the ebook is going to have um, links to videos and things. You know, I just um, bought a cookbook the other day yeah. and a print copy of a cookbook. And the book is called Make, uh, Cook This Book. And every recipe, a lot of the recipes have a Q code. And you just take your phone or whatever to read that cute code, and it'll take you to the video. Oh, my. I like and that I, idea. I thought about that with you as I read that I know you just got your, you know, you just got your print, your print rough draft, but um, mm-hmm. I thought maybe you'd want to um, look into that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Before definitely. Because that was yeah. so cool. And I... I don't know if this is happening a lot in books, but um, it, it was wonderful for this cookbook because she takes you to, let me show you, you know, something that you should really probably many of you would already know, but if you're a new chef, let me just show you mm-hmm. how to cut, you know, something, or let me show you how to make that, the steps and to that And then it just goes to like a YouTube, I guess. Yeah, yeah, she has her own YouTube channel, so that Q code just goes right to that video on her YouTube channel. I, I love brilliant. that idea. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's special. It's not on every recipe, so it wouldn't drive you crazy trying to put that in your book, but you might right. just and you might just investigate that before you go to print. I will, I will definitely do so, definitely. See, that's why I like being on, on the show every month, because I learn great new things. How about that? <laughs> yeah. How about that? And yeah, so but no. <laughs> yeah. So the with yeah. the so I just got the the print, you know, uh, the 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 draft copy. So that's good. And so this is a great place to to see if I can't incorporate, you know, one of those Q codes um, with the electronic version. That has been that's been interesting. I don't know a better way to describe it. You know, you would think that it's just the same thing. Uh, as the print, it's just you know on my on my iPad. But there's mm-hmm. so many different flavors mm-hmm. of electronic book readers. You know, you've mm-hmm. got the iPad and the Apple Books. You've got the Amazon and the Kindle. You've got the Barnes and Noble Nook, and there's a few others as well. And mm-hmm. you know, none of them talk to each other. So that's. That's an entirely different layout for each one, gosh darn it. Yeah, Yeah, how interesting. That's that's not good. Yeah. And so, you know, with the Apple, 
I can have those uh, those videos. You know, for example, uh, B. It starts with uh, with bowling, and you know how to tie the bowling on, where it's uh, 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 applicable. And so, you know, not only do I have the, the the text where it lists out how to tie it and where to use it, but I wanted to have a link to a, a video, you know, from the YouTube channel to put in right. there. And and on some devices you can, and some devices you can't. And the devices where you can, it looks ugly. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 I wonder if you can put it. I wonder if you can put a Q code on the digital. I don't know. Instead I don't of, you know, know. Having to actually put the, you know, the I web address or whatever. You know, they they're doing that on TV now. So they post things on television, and they have the Q code. So all you have to do is yeah, scan it. Yeah, I'll have to look into that because I never. Uh, well, when I started putting the book, you know, the electronic flavor together, you know, I was really looking towards cookbooks as as the format because they always have the pretty uh-huh. pictures and uh-huh. and you know and a lot of them have have other things so i think that's that's perfect uh so so yeah the the abc's of trail riding and horse camping is based on cookbooks and rick steves so <laughs> uh, <laughs> So now, so where will they be able together. to purchase? Where will they be able to purchase, purchase the book when it's ready? Besides your website, uh, Amazon is going to distribute it. Okay. So they'll be able to go to Amazon for everybody shops already. Um, I'm I'm looking into you know if I can get it in you know hard copies into into some stores. I mean, with only 10 million horse owners across the U.S., I I, I don't see this thing being on every Barnes and Nobles shelf. Um, but certainly some of our, our uh, you know, tax shops, things like that, I don't think that's too 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 big or too high to reach for. Right. Um, and certainly at my clinics, I will have copies at my clinics where I will even, I have Sign to admit. Them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yesterday when I was procrastinating, you know, wait, waiting for, for the, the email notification that the mail has arrived, I, I I took the, the 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 Google dive for a good 45 minutes about how I should handle book signings <laughs> oh, <geez>. uh-huh. <laughs> and an author autograph. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> what kind of pins I should use? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A whole new experience. A whole new experience. Yes, but so looking forward cool. to it. Yeah, but again, to to have this thing, you know, in my hands, you know, when you guys started talking about it, I, I picked it up off my desk, and and it feels really cool. I, I never thought that, you know, it would be as as fulfilling a project as it has has been. You know, I've been writing for magazines forever. That's scary. Yeah. 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 But you know. Seven hundred, six to seven hundred words a month for a magazine is a lot different than putting together a manuscript. Manuscript, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and it has been, it's been a great project when 
when you when you absolutely can't do anything else. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it 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 it's been so frustrating at times. But but now that I'm almost almost ready to 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 to, to press that you know publish button, um, it is such a nifty feeling you know and you know and, and I, I got the ISBN number so I can go to the Library mm-hmm. of Congress and I'll be able to mm-hmm. you know <laughs> look at my, a copy of my book in the Library of Congress. I think that's pretty uh, nifty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Congratulations! Uh, it's really exciting. Um, yeah, my question is, when's the second one coming out? I uh, yeah. started on it. <laughs> there you started go. Started on it. Yeah. There you go. Um, I want to have three books. Uh, okay. And so the ABCs of trail riding and horse camping. I want to continue the ABCs theme because I, you know, I, I don't look look at myself as, you know, the grand poobah of anything really. Uh, but I want to do an ABCs of horse trailers. You know, what to look for, how to maintain, mm. how to, you know, make for uneventful trailering rides. That would be, yeah. Um, yeah, so the ABCs of, of of horse trailers or trailering, I don't know, you know, not that far. I, I'm on C. <laughs> 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 um, and since I, since I don't know how to do narrative, the ABCs seems to be be a good okay. choice. Right. Um, well, what will book the, number three the, be? Yeah. Well, the ABCs of packing. Okay. Oh. Yep. The All ABCs right. of packing. So, you know, I'm not trying to turn anybody into a, you know, an outfitter, but trying to help uh, folks, you know, answer the basics to get them out there, if you will, in a safe, uh, efficient manner. Well, that's so, great. That's great. Yeah. Well, Robert, so, congratulations, friend. That is thank you. awesome. 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 I'll make awesome. sure you guys get one in the mail. And that well, way that we can talk good. about it at, at length next month, just before That'd the Christmas be buying season. That'd yeah. Be great. That would be great. Well, we are kind of wrapping up our time here. What a good way to end that, though, with an absolute about the book and discussing that. And that is just pretty stinking cool. Very. Yes, thank yeah. you very much. So, it's always a hoot to talk. So give everybody your website for your Trailmeister. Yeah, www.trailmeister.com, T-R-A-I-L-M-E-I-S-E-R.com, the largest and guide to horse trails and camps in the world. And chalk-loaded with uh, all those little tips and, and tidbits to get you out on the trail in a, in a, in a safe manner and back home. <laughs> and back, that's important. Uh, and back home. Yeah. Back home safely. Well, Robert, we will talk to you next month, my friend. Good to have you back in the saddle again. Yes. Thank you very much. As always, it's a joy to chat and see you next month. All right. See you, see then. you next month. All right. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye. So we talked about the fact that, be hitting some different states. How about Wickenburg? Dan McCorson, mm. welcome to Wickenburg. You're right back. Well, I rolled into Arizona from my home way back east. I was looking for a rodeo. 
maybe right a hump back east. I climbed up Highway 60, something in me stirred. When I saw the sign ahead, it said, Welcome to Wickenburg. Well, I heard they got some jackpots big enough to blow your mind. All you gotta do is make it through one good eight-second ride. I found a little motel at Frontier Street and 3rd And the sign at the desk said, Welcome to Wickenburg Legacy Radio Network. So, Bobby, what a fun show it's been with with Rich Price. Interesting, interesting guy. And then mm-hmm. always fun to talk with Robert Eversole. So yeah. That another is a lot another of great show. It was a good show. Good show. So, the girls are doing their Mustang Heritage, uh, Mustang Discovery, right? And that started about a week ago. September the 28th was, I think, their first day on the trails. I noticed that they were in Washington, D.C., maybe yesterday. Mm. And uh, they will be traveling 5,000 miles across the country. That's going to take them until next year to get that completed. And it's to promote the adoption of 5,000 Mustangs. So they're going to kind of take a swing down here through Tennessee and Nashville 
and uh, we're going to try to put together a clinic while we're here, and then we will be showing the film, the Mustang movie that Robert Redford has done. So that documentary and film is going to be coming out. We'll be, we'll be featuring that here in Nashville. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun, and I think that's going to be toward the end of December, the 1st of January. We're not sure exactly yet on the time frame. But, uh, you know, it was great to visit with them a few weeks ago on the show. And we'll be touching base as they travel. And, uh, of course, our good friend Lisa Dearson is the executive director of the documentary that is being done. Mustang Heritage Foundation is one of the sponsors of that trip. So we'll be keeping up, bring you more information on that as it's happening. Um, what's going on with Out West? Well, um, you know, the Day of the Dead is around the corner, celebrated November 1st and 2nd, and uh, I wasn't familiar with this celebration until we moved to the West Coast back in the 1990s, and uh, lots of fun uh, clothing with um, skull design, sugar skull design and such, and we've been posting on our Out West Shop Facebook page between my sister, who writes about books, and myself, who writes about product, um, we are kind of on a push um, highlighting a lot of fabulous uh, books and clothing. And you can um, just go to Out West Shop on Facebook for that. And then I'll be blogging and pulling those posts onto the Out West Shop website because I know not everybody's on Facebook. So um, that's really fun. And we've been adding new American West handbags. And um, fabulous new designs. I still have about 24 more to add. But if you're on the homepage, outwestshop.com, a simple way to find them is just brands on the toolbar. And then alphabetical, you'll see all of our major brands that we carry, and you can just click on American West. So, you know, we're just always adding new things and um, trying to get the word out. And, again, use the code RADIO. And receive $10 off a purchase of $75 or more. And anything $98 or over ships free to any address in the U.S. All right. Radio, radio, radio. And save 10 bucks. <laughs> and, um, and again, we're going to mention that because there's a shortage and deliveries are going to be backed up. Uh, so yep. order early. I mean, Christmas is just going to be here right away. And uh, so... Get your orders in at outwestshop.com. And Day of the Dead is December the 1st and the 2nd, so that's coming right up. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it was kind of fun. I found a new, found a new Mexican restaurant close by. Uh-huh. It was just absolutely uh-huh. great the other day. Great, so, uh, great. Yeah, yeah. And, and inexpensive uh, margaritas. That was a plus. I kind of like But, uh, hey, here's a plug for my wife, Hope will be performing with Andy and Ren Renfrey at the Commodore on West End Avenue in Nashville on Sunday, starting at 7.30. So run out to the Commodore if you're anywhere close to being able to get to the Commodore at West End Avenue in Nashville. And uh, Mary Kay will be performing with Andy and Ren. And you know, Andy wrote three of the songs, or four, off of uh, Jim Jones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shared that music the other day. So anyway, they have become 
they have become very good friends and uh, graciously invited her to be part of their writers round at the Commodore coming up on Sunday night. Uh, and she has a new she has a new single that'll be coming out shortly too. Mm-hmm. I saw a little she's, teaser about that that you posted on Facebook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's really settling in the Nashville music scene very well. And as a matter of fact, is out writing as we speak with another Wonderful. good friend. So, anyway, Wonderful. a lot of things happening here in Nashville. Uh, we want to be sure to invite you to join us next week. Doug Figs will be joining us on the Campfire Cafe. And uh, Larry McMillan with Southeast Pack Trips up in the Big South Fork in Tennessee will be joining us on Saddle of America. So we've got some great, great music, great, great people to visit with as we go through the rest of the month of October. And then Corinne Marie has a new album out. She'll be joining us the last Thursday of this month. So Corinne is always fun to talk with. We look forward to having her and sharing that new CD that she has. Closing thoughts that you have, of course. I did. Um, I do. This one is a quote by Mac Douglas. Dedicate your life to a cause greater than yourself, and your life will become a glorious romance and adventure. I like that. I like that. People need to give back where they can and, and dedicate themselves to a cause. So, anyway... We're dedicated to bringing you great music and great guests on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network, so be sure and join us next Thursday, beginning at noon Central Standard Time, or you can catch all of our shows on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and I found another podcast service that uh, Android users are using, and apparently they picked up our show there as well. So oh, our shows, yeah, it's kind of cool, kind of cool. So be sure and catch us both live and in the podcast, Equestrian Legacy Radio. Bobby, thanks for joining us today, and uh, we're going to close this show out with a great song from Mr. Mike Blakely. It's called The Colorado Trail. See you next week. Like a rose 
Laurel was a pretty girl, God Almighty knows. Weep all ye little rain, wail winds wait. All along, 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 the Colorado. Hello. 